Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Blind Ambition with Jack Kelly. It's your friend Rick here from Blind, and Jack is actually out of the country, so it's a solo show for me. Surely, we have Shirley Bomber, who's the Director of Product Management at Monday.com. At Monday.com, she's the head of Building Blocks and Collaboration, and she was the first product manager at the company. For those of you that don't know, Monday.com is a work operating system. It's low-code, no-code platform, democratizes the power of software so that organizations can easily build work management tools and software applications. And a cool thing to note, Monday.com is a publicly traded company listed on the NASDAQ. Now, you might have heard of them if you're listening to this show. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Shirley. Hey. Sure. It's really great to be here. So hopefully I, I did your background some justice, but can you walk us through your career for the benefit of the audience? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so it, beforehand, like I have to say that, you know, my prof professional path or career wasn't really paved, I guess. Uh, you know, I didn't have a strategy or a 10 years plan. Just things kind of happened in a way um, so I think I can really connect the dots uh, backwards um, so maybe I'll start with the end um, today uh, I lead uh, the, the main product of money.com uh, our main product offering we call it uh, the work management product and um, so 10 product team who build our product uh, help you know, the mission is to help leaders to um, gain better control and gain uh, set better strategy and focus for the teams and for team members to be more productive and happy in their day-to-day -day work. And, and yeah, so I started here six and a half years ago. And, and as the first product manager, we were really tiny back then. It was a small startup, 30 people. And fast forward for today, um, over 1,500 people, uh, wow. global, um, global company. We have uh, offices in Tel Aviv, New York, London, Tokyo, Sydney, and, and more. And we used to have 1,000 clients. Now we have millions of clients. So, <laughs> you know, a lot, um, a lot have changed. So even the, the journey inside of money.com was, was fascinating because it feels like you're working in like 20 different companies. You know, you, when you join as a first product manager in a small startup, so your challenges are completely different. It's more of what is product? <laughs> you know, people ask themselves, what is product manager? How should I work with that? Why should I care? Like, which value does it give me? So you, you have to establish that, you know, give value and, and, and then the company grows and then you scale the team and then you want to add, you know, processes and all sorts of really big and interesting uh, product challenges, how to transform from, um, we started as, you know, a project management tool for small teams and now like work operating system for some of the biggest companies in the world and from a multi single product to multi-product and lots and lots and lots of challenges so um really interesting uh, path and and before i i was a founder of a startup in healthcare and uh, so com something completely different um we founded uh, steps which was um um we help re rehabilitation patients to do their exercises at home kind of to feel better faster and um, so that was a crazy ride as well and before I did multiple like um, research analyst um, consultant uh, business consultant uh, roles um, in private companies and also in the intelligence in the Israeli army um, yeah that was a uh, TLDR version but uh, <laughs> feel free to jump in and ask questions. No, I, I love that breadth of experience, right? Because you started the show 
and kind of had a very brief summary of your experience as, you know, it's not traditional. There's the military experience, there's the intelligence experience, uh, there's certainly the startup founder, and you're an analyst. And, and what's really interesting is, at least to me, because I, I don't work in product management or even on the tech side, yeah. you know, when I hear about a product manager's typical career arc, there are some folks that, you know, went to business school, got an MBA, really wanted to focus kind of like on the academic industry side, and that's their kind of entry point into product management. Then there are the like scrappy startup founders who had to own product because they were literally the only person. And then they decided uh, to, to go work at a startup or another company and, and work in product. Then there are the folks that come from consulting backgrounds. And so I loved seeing that like sprinkling of all of these different like kind of quote unquote typical stories into yours. Um, do you find that that experience makes it easier to work with all of the different kinds of product managers or product professionals because you kind of have that blend? Um, yeah, definitely. So that's, that, that's why... That's why I started with like connecting the dots backwards because uh, it was it was often random, you know my 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 path. Um, I I didn't even think about going to tech. Uh, I was already signed to um, um, behavioral economics in Amsterdam. My doing my masters and I have this uh, this plan in my head. I was a journalist, like lots of things. Um, and and then like I heard about this uh, accelerator program that's um, bringing people from various and different backgrounds to solve like real world uh, problems with big social impact. So my uh, batch was around healthcare, and I started there with my you know background in like economics and and research and and stuff like that. And like I think few days before we presented um, the demo, um, the designers left <laughs> and we had to make a demo like we didn't. And I didn't know how to do that. And, and I was like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll figure it out. So I made this prototype, this mock-up in, in weeks. <laughs> and, oh, wow. And, and it was quite good, <laughs> I have to say. And, and I, and I felt it's, it, I felt it's um, it's interesting, um, and a friend of mine told me, you know, everything that you do and that kind of you know you you love to do, and it, it it's called product. And I was like, why? I I never heard about it even, and and from there I kind of um, you know rolled. I don't know. So we went to this the biggest hospital in Israel, and we presented this speech with the scrappy uh, prototype I, I made uh, and and they loved it and we collaborated with them and they funded us and that's what, how it started. So yeah, it, it was more around like uh, <laughs> and being attentive to opportunities and to new ideas and to new people and, and be curious also, I think, uh, to explore new things and yeah. I think with like a playful approach, you know, it 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 can fail, eh? um, but let's try. It can be fun also. So I think it was uh, something that also later on was very much um, um, in my in my path in my growth during the I, year. I, I really appreciate that story because, you know, I, again from my perspective it can seem so scary when you're working on a product, especially if you're at a smaller stage company or God forbid, a, like a, a startup founder, where it just seems like the stakes are so high. How did you have that confidence of saying that ability to just think, oh, well, our designer left, I'm going to learn how to do it myself. And we're going to approach the biggest hospital in the country 
and, and give that speech. How, how do you go from that step one to what seems like step a million in terms of difficulty level? I was young. <laughs> <laughs> No, wasn't that self-aware. No. Um, but seriously, know. like looking no, back. I, I think I got like lots of uh, mentorship um, and that gave me confidence also. Um, I didn't know anyone in the tech like industry and um, there was this like program that I started that connected us to a few people. And also uh, Google had this um, once a week uh, open um, um, spot that you can meet people like speed dates, like meet in I think 15 minutes and, uh, and that helped a lot. And then I signed up for like user experience school and product school and um, started to be part of communities and, and meetups and, and studied a lot and researched a lot and tried a lot and failed a lot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And, and also I think that like there is the element of, you know, uh, doing the, the prototype or, more the user experience or design skills, but I think that in essence, the thing that I started that was more like intuitive for me um, of like really understanding the pain points and like talking to users and trying things out. And I remember like, for example, we, um, we the the product like the product of steps and was some sort of a bot which was very unusual back then <clears throat> um and but we believe that because we are approaching people that that are often uh, more you know veteran and and are not always a, um capable of or familiar of using you know um devices so we wanted to do it in a more in a conversational um, interface, which is more familiar. And then what we did was um, we said, we, we kind of mimicked for two weeks. We said, okay, I'll be a physiotherapist and you'll be the patient and let's talk on WhatsApp. And I'll give you exercises and you'll respond and let's understand the dynamic. And from that, there, we kind of took, you know, the, the script. And when I think about it today, it's like, it's amazing. Like uh, I would, I would recommend this uh, methodology to my product managers today. Um, but it was very intuitive and they think, yeah. So I think like the essence of really, really understanding people's pain points and, and going deep and try to solve it in various ways and not be attached to the solution, but be very attached to the problem is something that was very um, intuitive and but very deep. And also today, I think it's one of you know, my strengths as a professional. Are you really fascinated? Because you say it's intuitive to you, but you know, I, I speak with so many tech professionals, so many even product executives, and it, it seems to me that it, it can almost be intimidating to speak to a customer or speak to a user, right? If you go on blind or if you go on Google and search, you know, it, it's one of the most common, commonly asked questions because so many people are stuck by it. Like, how do I conduct this user research? How do I even speak to a customer? What are the questions that I should ask? How, how is it actually even helpful or useful? Uh, but hmm. for you, it just seemed so natural. Why do you think that it, it kind of came easy to you versus, you know, it, it just might be kind of a harder skill for others to learn? Yeah. Um... Is there something in your background or, you know, yeah, something so that kind of you experienced firsthand? Like, first of all, I forgot to mention, <laughs> but uh, I was also a journalist. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that a lot, 
um, of you know the ability to um, to talk to people, to ask questions, to ask like open-ended questions, and really get to the essence of things and get uh, you know above the superficial uh, things that people like to to say about themselves. Uh, I think it's a very important skill for product person as well. Uh, so I think it gave me like the confidence. Um, um, I don't know. I think it's like a little bit of like a childlike uh, trait, you know, to be curious, to ask questions, don't be afraid to sound silly a little bit or, yeah, I think it's an I, important skill. I, I appreciate that reminder because, you know, you had all these diverse experiences you were kind of tiptoeing a little bit into tech. Uh, you had a friend or a mentor that came to you and said, you know, like surely all of the things that you're doing, um, they're, they're actually called product. How did you react when your friend told you that? And when did you kind of finally say to yourself, okay, if this is called product, I'm going to learn all of the kind of quote unquote like hard skills or, or, or more about this discipline or function and, and really you know, take the effort because, you know, now we know fast forward, you're, you became a, the first product manager at a hot startup that eventually became public and had its IPO, right. Which is kind of like the dream for so many tech professionals. Yeah. How, how did you go from like that point A to kind of point Z? <laughs> um, so first of all, like you asked, when was that point? So I think like five minutes later, <laughs> I googled it and then I find this uh, course and I signed up studied it uh, more professionally and, and and it was great because I learned how to do it and at the same time I was actually building a product <laughs> I didn't have any of, of my startup so it, it was in parallel so it wasn't uh, theoretical um, I faced the challenges uh, in a hardcore way and then I had to figure out how to to solve them and I had to figure it out because you know we didn't have lots of funding and we wanted to move fast and so it was kind of a necessity to do that um, and what was the second part can you remind yeah, me I, I mean so like necessity kind of forced you to learn like what is product and, and how to be a good product leader. Um, and, and, and you did all of this while you had your startup. And, 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 and I'm curious, you know, you were once a startup founder, what inspired you to start that company, right? And, 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 and get on that path in the first place. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I was in this, uh, in this accelerator program and it started with guys go find problems in healthcare, which is really easy because there are oh. lots of problems, but, but also find a problem that you can solve, <laughs> which is a bit harder. And, and we went, uh, we had lots of different directions um, and then we found this problem. Uh, that you know people who are doing rehabilitation something happened to them they're injured they have some sort of uh, me medical condition and once they go home they it's very hard to keep track of you know the exercises and like your daily routine and it was mind-blowing for me because I felt the um, uh, benefit is so big <laughs> like you know you can go back to yourself and swim and run and play with the I don't know your grandkids but you don't have to do a lot. Like you have to do, I don't know, five minutes a day or so how do I bridge this gap? Um, and it, I, I felt it was, I felt it was fascinating. Um, so the problem was really interesting and it felt impactful also because it influences, you know, macroeconomics uh, issues. It's not only um, something which is specific to a specific uh, people person and and also I really felt in place I felt in my element it was really fun to work with people from various backgrounds to think together to create together to explore things and 
and and yeah and like i said before so we went to this meeting with this the biggest like uh, the starovsky hospital the biggest hospital in Israel, in Tel Aviv, and, and they loved it. And we started to work together. And then we were like, okay, it's real. We really have something. It's not this um, <laughs> little exercise that we did for the past few months. It's actually it's actually worth um, exploring. And, and we kind of rolled <laughs> from that point. Yeah, when you have that moment, that aha moment, the great meeting with the hospital and you realize, oh gosh, like now this could actually be a business, right? It went from theoretical to something that could actually be real. Yeah. Um, can you take us through that moment? Like after that pitch went well, what did you do? How did you feel? And um, what was next? <laughs> um it was it was the best feeling in the world i remember that we uh get out of the hospital and we were like high-fiving you know in the <laughs> parking lot and and then uh, we said okay now uh, now we have to <laughs> to execute now we have to do it we need to find developers we need to figure it found you know and uh, make sure we can really really make it happen and I had an amazing partner. And uh, yeah, so we found um, we found two developers that worked with us, and we did this prototype and explored in the hospital, did this um, experiment um, with real patients, with real physiotherapists, worked with the head of rehabilitation in the Soroska Hospital and the head of the physiotherapist department. And they were really passionate about it. And since then, it, like, it uh, grew. I mean, as you were seeing the progress, and it seemed like the progress came very quickly. You had buy-in, got the investment from the hospital. Patients wanted to work on it. You know, you, you recruited some folks. So they were obviously excited uh, about the opportunity to join a startup and, and work with you. Um, at, at what point did like it, it finally click that, oh, wow, like there's, there's some traction and there, there could be something more because, you know, obviously you, you've, you've since left that, that startup um, to, to go work at, you know, other companies, including monday.com. Yeah. How, how did you kind of make that transition? Um, so... Yeah, it wasn't an easy decision um, to to do this move, um, but kind of I felt that me and my uh, partner, like it was a newer partner, like we we saw things differently about the future of this business, and I felt that it's it was like a good time for me to work in a more. Um, I felt that specifically Monday or back then it was called The Pulse was a place that you can also be an entrepreneur because it's the first, you're the first product manager and it's a small place and there are lots of opportunities to explore, but in a more, I guess, um, supportive and cushioned environment, you know, um, that, and and they really believed in in this company, like from day one. I, I remember that I came into the offices and uh, saw lots of dashboards on the wall <laughs> of like real goals and real numbers about, you know, our revenues and our goals and what's working and what's not. And I was like uh, really impressed by it. And it felt um, people were like psyched about the polls and, and that was the previous name. And and the impact they are making, and 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 really believed from like when I joined that you know we had really like I think five thousand customers something like that that it's going to be huge. They really believed in it, and it was I did a slip of faith, and, and it turned out well. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I mean, speaking of that, like taking that leap of faith, you know, some professionals, they're intimidated by the prospects of being the first hire at a company, you know, whether that's like one of the first employees at a company or being the first in a certain function or a business unit, you know, you, you mentioned kind of going in and seeing the office, seeing kind of the focus on like data and the metrics and that energy. But beyond those points, like what gave you the confidence to say, all right, this is the right thing to do for me and my career and my stage of life. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to join and, and, and help out with product. Hmm. Um, so, so I think like, it's, it's not a trivial decision, decision. Like I think it has lots of like pros and cons because no one walks walks you through anything and it's not structured in any way and nothing is defined so um like for example my first ever my onboarding task <laughs> if you will like my first ever task in my in, in monday post was uh the founder the founders they told me uh, our cac is getting too high we need to reduce it like the cost of uh, customer acquisition right which is a very broad challenge uh, to handle, you know, and also how do you handle it even from a product perspective? And so I think it can be very intimidating, like how can I even do that? Uh, it's not like design this small feature, you know? Right. Um, and then I panicked a little bit and <laughs> and then I was, okay, so let's approach it like I approach lots of challenges and I just talk to a bunch of users and ask them like what does Monday do for you what does Monday solve for you why do you even use it what was your aha moment what are the challenges uh, in order to like improve conversion and make our messaging more accurate and we started to work with this new marketing channel uh, with Captela and until then we were only like in Facebook and so we were able to do this first uh, scale. So, so yeah, so I think that the experience of being um, first timer also in entrepreneurship and like this, uh, the mindset of a beginner. Um, I think, um, I think it helped. And also like no one else knows how to do it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's not when, that really our super professional and knows all the methodologies and everything. So we we learn together. I, I think that last bit that you mentioned, it, it took me many years for me to realize that, <laughs> that, you know, you know, it, it's so funny because like, especially earlier in my career and even kind of like towards the middle of my career, I, I looked up at you know, my manager, the different executives, the founders, the CEOs. And I thought, oh gosh, like they're in those positions because they know everything. Or, oh wow, you're in a meeting and, you know, maybe your CEO or a founder is talking about one like function and then they go on from talking about finance to product to tech. And you think, wow, they're, 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 they're the boss because they, they have that breath. But but really, we're all trying to figure it out, especially in a startup. And, and I think once I learned that, it became less intimidating. And it sounds like the similar story for you of, well, th there's actually some room for me to kind of grow, right? And I, I, I can kind of explore and it's almost okay if I fail. Yeah. And I think that Monday is very receptive and even encourages, you know, uh, failure. Like try things, fail. It's okay. It's part of the process. No one like it's better the to try and move forward than to freeze. Um and yeah, we are all learning together, you know. Um most of the C level uh in the company, like they never did it before. Right. Never led a company of 10 billion dollars. <laughs> and so so you were the first product manager. Now you're a director of product management. Can you kind of give us a sneak peek or a behind the scenes look in terms of how Monday.com's product management function has changed over time from just being you to 
having a whole team, having some more experienced folks, having some folks from different tech companies or other companies join, you know, what, how has it evolved over time? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, it was just me in the beginning. And, right. Um, we hired uh, two more product and then it was, um, a little bit like everything was like up for grabs, you know, uh, some developer did some feature and then I worked with them and then my colleague and it was more, uh, okay, let's, let's do stuff and <laughs> uh, not in a very structured way. Um, and I think a year after I joined, we started to work in a model that we call task forces, which is kind of uh, temporary teams that uh, are focused on a specific mission, a specific API, like ultra focus on achieving that. And then kind of was the first evolution of product management from a function that, you know, builds feature to a function that sets um, that really like connects the team to what is the business opportunity? What is the problem we're trying to solve? Uh, how success looks like much more than uh, being like in the solution and writing specs and stuff like that. So giving much more room also for designers and developers and building it together. So I think that was the second evolution. Uh, and that went really, it, it had lots of advantages because we were able to move really fast and to make lots of business impact. But also when you're very much like have a narrow focus. So what about everything else? Um, and then we felt it's not balanced. Like we don't think holistically enough and long-term enough and the challenges became more um, complex. Um, and then we changed how we work to something that we call domain, like more permanent team that are focused on specific area, specific API, more long-term, more holistically. Like you look also on quality and like small increments and like the vision and um on everything um and yeah and I think in this point we also like established also better established like the interview process and what do we expect from product managers and um things got more structured I think um yeah and then and then it grew again like I think we had back then maybe 10 product managers and, and then we understood this is also not good enough for the scale you yeah. know it's inter it's really interesting because uh, there is no one good solution it's always the best solution for the specific phase you're at and then things start to like, it feels really great and it solves everything that you wanted to solve. And then things start to, to break because the reality changes because you have twice as much customers and twice the complexity and much more people. And, and then, okay, you need to change something. And so the second part was to have like uh, groups, which also started the product um, organization started to, uh, to be more hierarchy, hierarchical. Um, it was flat, kind of, until then. Um, and then we started to form these groups above the domain level, like above the team level that have more holistic approach, holistic view, um, and can be more, work more strategically together. Because like the downside of working in a very um, segmented uh teams was that it was hard to understand the big picture and have every, everything connected and you know everyone were in their silo kind of so the group really helped and <laughs> um, yeah and the last phase I think like a year and something ago was to create organizations above the group that hold like a very big theme or pillar and they are much more um, independent you know, have their own hiring and processes and culture even. And so, yeah, things changed a lot. I mean, speaking of change, right, you, you mentioned, oh. and, and 
I, I really identify this because I, I find it quite insightful that there are only like the right things for the moment, right? And that you have to necessarily adapt and what works when you're a small startup with maybe just a dozen of customers might not necessarily scale. And, you know, when you work at a startup or when you work in tech, or at least when I have worked at a startup, yeah, it always seemed like everything just kind of sucked. Seems to be quite candid, <laughs> right? Where every, like you always didn't have a, this resource or something was seemingly always on fire. Yeah. And in the moment, you just think like, oh gosh, like why haven't we figured this out? Or how do we get to this point? that, you know, we, we don't have X feature or we don't have like this function as a job that will like just do it. You know, someone that's like done it before, not us, that's just kind of like winging it. And I mean, with your vantage point, looking back, I, I'm sure there were so many of those moments where along the way, you certainly felt those too. Um, Twice a day. Really? Twice a day? Still, yeah, of course. No, it's I, hard hard because you're doing something yeah like it's like uh, flying to the moon and um, trying to build the rocket ship during the flight you know it's it's very yeah <laughs> I, I, I always laugh because I, I you know I, I've worked more of like smaller companies startups and I, I've just had that experience maybe not twice a day but seemingly all the time and when I go on blind, I read folks at like Apple and Google, like some of the like largest, most famous companies, and, and they have the same problem. And <laughs> it, it makes me wonder like, oh gosh, like if they're so sophisticated, right? And, and they have like more money than God and like all of the smartest people in the room, then like, what are, what are we doing in tech? Like, wh why, why do we love it that um, we were seemingly willing to kind of go through these hard problems every day or, or every week or whatever it might be to, to kind of tackle these kind of like big problems. Like, wouldn't it just be easier if we worked at like an insurance company or something where like everything is kind of done already? <laughs> like there's kind of some kind of like that's that's an right? idea. Yeah. <laughs> insurance company. All right. <laughs> Right, where, you know, an insurance company or like a bank, they've been doing something the same way since like the 1800s or the 1900s, right? And they have these like processes and all of these, you know, rule books and playbooks that other people have figured out and you're just going through the motion of doing it, right? Yeah. Um, so you've been the head of these like different business units at monday.com as they've grown um, and as the product team has kind of, evolved from just being you to having these uh, different groups to these organizations, you know, did you find it an easy transition to lead these larger teams or to do your job as your scope increased? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm curious, right? It's like, how did you grow into these high profile roles then, right? Because I, I think that's kind of, you know, we, we call this podcast the blind ambition because our, our audience is very ambitious. They, they want to get that promotion. They want to get that bigger paycheck, the, the higher uh, stock package. They want to find the next like kind of magic startup that's going to kind of blow up and become, you know, a publicly listed company. How does one kind of scale up their career or kind of match that intensity of a company that that's scaling and, and and growing into these kind of like high profile opportunities. Um. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I think that like like we talked also about the entrepreneurship experience and first right. time uh, product. Um. Kind of embrace the fact that you're a beginner and you don't know everything, but also there are things that you know <laughs> and right. kind of try to hold on to them. So you know how to build good products. 
and the craft around that. So if you if you know how to do it and so you can also help other people to do that. And, and, and you know how to listen to people, right? right? So it can be users and it can be your uh, employees and understand them and understand what motivates them and what troubles, what um, is more challenging. Um, and you know the people around you. That's also something. Right, the stakeholders. Um, that's also an advantage of being um, several years in the same place. That um, stakeholder management, like in the more corporate uh, term, something important. Like you, right. you can't only be inside what you do. You have to figure out a way to share the success, share the challenges, and. So I think it changes according to your assets, according to your experience, according to your blind spots. But um, yeah, be patient with yourself about the fact that you don't know everything, but we willing to learn, I guess, and and be humble about that as well. Uh, I it, I was my first role as a manager. I didn't think I am. Uh, the most uh, veteran uh, manager ever. I knew that it was my first role as a manager. And, right. And, and it was okay. Like, and and also, yeah, for each each one of you, they ha you have your strength. You have the things that you know how to do. And, and also what, what we said before, right? Like, it's not that everyone got everything figured out. Like, <laughs> everyone learns how to do things and everyone have their insecurities and yeah so I think like yeah and focus on what matters like focus on the work focus on the impact and not on like politics and he said that she said that and I think that often we're really um triggered but by what people say and what people do and he got promoted and she got why why didn't I and he did that and so like focus on impact focus on what matters do your job and communicate it also okay not like in silence but <laughs> but but it, it will come I think and I think it will come better than try to be the best politician you know no, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I really appreciate your humility. Um, so now I'm curious, right? Like you seem like a great boss. You give us some kind of insider tips into what it's like to work for you. You know, like what does the job interview process look like at monday.com? You know, what are you, what skills are you looking for? Um, how do I stand out and get that extra edge if we're, you know, if I want to get a job at Monday. Um, so I'll share maybe specifically for product management, but then we have also things that are more common, I guess, for lots of other roles in Monday. Right. Um, so um, we have two more professional interviews that are focused on the core traits of how we see product man management. So the first one, we call it product sense. It's kind of uh, the, the basics of product, uh, how to identify a, a business opportunity, what are the problems, how to translate it into a product, how to find success. And we are really in the interview process, we really build the product together. Oh, okay? wow. Uh, on the spot. Um, like I make up a specific uh, opportunity area and then like we do brainstorm thing together. And there, the most important part is uh, just to share how you think. Like there isn't any right answer, but be very, um, yeah, method, um, method, methodological. Right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm not a native speaker. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. Um, 
about how you approach it. So first of all, to think about the market and the opportunities, and then to think about, to map like the different, you know, personas and the problems and to think about several solutions and, and to be very verbal about trade-offs, right? Why did you decided to go in this path and not in this path? Um, so like this is the flow of the of the interview and like the more soft things would be kind of how you accept feedback okay yeah. during so the it, yeah a, like, completely collaborative you're on the spot and and you're getting feedback in real time yeah you're getting wow. feedback and, and we want to see that you know how to handle feedback <laughs> like you don't pushback but also you don't uh, accept it uh, blindly you know uh, so we want to see that uh, you listen and you decide if to take it or not and how to approach it and so that's something which is very important for us and also uh, like we look for people who are passionate about what they do and we bring everything into what they do so that's also important like to see uh it, it's sometimes hard in a job interview because it's kind of a stressful environment sometimes right but like it's important to bring yourself like it's important that the interviewer will feel um i want to work with this person like uh, he can lead a team he can lead a group he can lead an organization whatever but I want to go after this person. I want to consult with this person. I want them in my day-to-day -day, uh, lives. And, and another thing that we, and something that's very important for us is we call it like impact-driven. Like people who think big, to think about big opportunities, big problems, and to be very aware of also the business side of things um and yeah kind of uh like a winner approach you know so uh i think these things are very much common in a lot of the roles that we that we hire for monday.com like to be impact driven and be able to accept feedback or um control your i don't know ego <laughs> <laughs> in a way um to be able to work with the team like uh lots of lots of time specifically in product management like product management is like the leader role that you know says something and people follow but right. here it's very important for us that it will be like a team effort and, and and everyone will have a place, like developers will have a place, designers will have a place to bring their own um, superpowers uh, to the table. So it's something that, which is very important for us. And uh, it's also, by the way, how our organizations are built, like the leadership. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's products, uh, developers, and designers, and we work together. Um, and it's challenging sometimes, but we really believe in that uh, trio. <laughs> um, because, you know, everyone brings their own perspective. And so it's not always like that in every tech company. For us, it's very, very important. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And while I'm just getting all of these like really good nuggets from you, I, I have to ask, are there any common mistakes you see product management candidates make in the interview process? Like, how do you usually coach them to improve? Hmm. Um, yes. So it might be too specific for product. I don't know. Um, but lots of time people like jump straight ahead to the solution and they don't uh, think about like the opportunity area and the business side and which problems we want to solve so that's something which is very very common 
and that's one aspect I think another thing it's maybe it's a bit um, trivial but it's really worth to prepare <laughs> for interviews uh, and there you can learn you can search it up online uh, and even if you're the best product person on the planet like it's better to uh, to think about things to research uh, about the company to have some sort of you know prep and plan for the interview and not everyone do that and wow and i think the the third part is around um yeah around feedback i think it's a major thing that people like are very like give you pushbacks um or also the other way around you know? uh, like i said before they're like oh oh right 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 and then they change like the direction completely but i was like no <laughs> you're on the right track yeah, just just a thought, you know. Uh, so yeah, feedback is challenging. Like no one likes feedback, but <laughs> but yeah, I think I like I don't like to get feedback. I don't like to give feedback, but I think it's the most single most effective tool for for growth. Right. And although I like it, I get it several times a day. I give it several times a day. And we really have, um, uh, yeah, established a culture, I think, around it uh, because it's so, because it's so important. Yeah, because uh, we don't know everything. So we need lots of like mirrors and reflections uh, to get better. Yeah. No, I, 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 I like that. To summarize, right, like, it's so important to, to take the time. And, and I think what has served you well in your career is you just don't have an ego and you're willing to say, hey, I'm going to take almost like a child's approach to things, right? I'm going to focus on learning. I, I'm going to take in the feedback as I get it. And, and then I'm going to do better next time, right? With the knowledge that I've learned. And, and I think those are all important things that we need to keep in mind because I, I think especially as like you, you grow older in your career or you're like get more senior there seems to be this pressure that you have to know it all and you have to do it all and, and I don't know where that comes from because you know you've gotten to such a, a successful point in your career and you just don't have that ego and you don't have that pressure and you're doing so well and uh, it, so I really appreciate your telling the story of how you got to be the director of product management at Monday, from being the first uh, product manager to being a director at a publicly listed company. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Shirley. It was great to be here. That's it for The Blind Ambition. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.